We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Pain, 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 pain. I would say uh, the wheels on the Indian's wagon are currently ready to fall off. They're not completely falling off. Uh, they are as close as falling off as you can imagine at the moment. Uh, all the lug nuts have fallen off, although I don't know if wagons it's had like that those. time we went to the Blue Jackets game. I was going to make that reference. So, uh, sorry. I'll, this is a better. I started throwing out too many metaphors. Uh, let's go with this. One time, Chris and I were going to a Blue Jackets game down in Columbus, and I had an old Ford Contour, and the the nuts on the left front tire were so stripped that as I was making the turn on the on-ramp onto the freeway, they blew off the car and my tire went flying across, what, what is that, 270 <laughs> yeah. um, in Columbus? And yeah. my tire bounced across like four lanes and then into the other opposite direction. Uh, no, 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 no. The, 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 the wall st- it? stopped okay. it. Yeah, the brim hit it. Oh, yeah, okay. it and then we went it. back and got it later that night. Yes, yes. yes. So I just we, remember still, we still went to the game <laughs> after yeah, getting yeah. towed back. We so. didn't let that stop us. <laughs> no, of course not. So it's kind of like that. The Cleveland Indians are currently in that position. So uh, I remember the steering wheel kind of shaking a little bit, and I was very nervous about what was about to happen, much like I am for this season. uh, I remember watching the wheel go, leaving your car, and uh, just going somehow, not hitting any other uh, cars, and just thinking to myself, wheels aren't supposed to do that. Yeah, I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to use this as an analogy on a podcast in nine years. That's what I, (laughs) that was my other thought was that. So, and and it's all come. I'm proud to say that it's, it's, it's happened. So whether you want to use a wagon, uh, the Cleveland baseball wagon, uh, or a car with (laughs) shitty tires, uh, whatever your, your choice, metaphor of choice, uh, that's where we currently stand. This is California penal league podcast. Of course, I'm Steve Uh, with me as always is Chris, uh, who is, Fear, fearing for his life in that car that day. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> Anthony Fabiano, uh, our other uh, trusty co-host. So this may be an episode where we talk you off the ledge a little bit, Fabs, it sounds like. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, yeah, we'll see where this goes. The last let week's us be, not fun. Let us be a therapist for you in this okay. journey. Okay. So as of right now, as of this recording, the Indians are waiting out a hurricane down in St. Petersburg. And so they... Uh, postpone the game tonight. They'll play the doubleheader tomorrow against the Rays. Lost a real painful one on Monday night, uh, which led to them dropping their seventh straight. So where we currently stand is the Indians have lost seven in a row. Uh, they got absolutely demolished by the Astros, which mm, I'd say most of us were sort of afraid this would happen. Uh, it was a bad, bad time. I wouldn't to play say the demolished. Those first two games, yes, but the the... The last two games of that series were at least palatable. Well, that is one. That and is they made one them thing a game. That was, I mean, they pitched pretty damn well in those last two games. They did. The they Houston were competitive series. in them. It, it's hard because, like, you have to remember how much of our starting pitching is injured. Because yes. if you're like, oh, well, maybe we'll make the playoffs, and it's like, okay, but then then what? Then we play the Astros, and we have to, like, this happens. But I. I'm trying to stay optimistic because, you know, we got Framo Reyes back. We got some positivity with our offense. It's just really turns out really freaking hard 
when your top three starting pitchers are all injured and the other two guys in your opening day rotation also aren't there. Uh, it turns out it's difficult to win games that way. Yeah, it's really not hard to see where things are going wrong. <laughs> I mean, typically, and and in a way, it's almost very freeing to be like, yes. look, is there any other team in baseball that doesn't have their entire opening day rotation intact at this point? Like, we, you know, surely are the only team that have lost every opening day star, uh, starter yeah, in we that have rotation. To be. I would be shocked if there was somebody else. We, the Indians currently have the rotation of like a 65 win team. I mean, that's Absolutely. the long and short of it. Yeah, if that. Or a good AAA team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I, we'd be competing for the President's Cup or whatever it's called. Yeah. So it's it's really not difficult to see where the, the wheels you, to use that again, to where the wheels are, are beginning to fall off. Right. And there's just, it, it's unfortunate because you can only ride that out so long where, you know, you don't have starters even going into the fourth inning. I mean, yeah. that's an impossible task for a bullpen as good as the Indians' bullpen is. And that is just continu- kind of like starting to like show itself a little bit more where you can't really mask it. And over the course of like, you know how we always kind of talk about the long view in baseball. The long view is that it gets harder and harder to like pitch with that scenario. Yeah. Zach Plesak is starting this week, starting on Thursday, which is, Thursday. which is good news. Brad Peacock just threw three scoreless innings in Columbus. And uh, I would imagine that they're going to stretch him out and, or just be like, get up here as quick as you possibly can and maybe be a three to four inning can you starter. Be here for the, the double header tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, they're in. So the, we need you in Tampa. Stat. The Clippers are, are they at home? Yeah. I think they're at home right now. So, uh, my so maybe guess, there is, maybe there is an option for, or opportunity for him to show up on Sunday. Yeah. Kansas City. Yeah. Are they the Indians are in Kansas City, right? No, we're oh, oh no, we're at home. Yeah, yeah, we're, oh, we're home. There, there are fireworks. Okay. That's right. So uh, the Indians go into the All Star break. That's don't the only worry, way I know we don't these have things. any starting pitchers, but we have here's fireworks. some fireworks. <laughs> well, that's the Indians' mo is every Friday and Saturday they just pump fireworks in your face. Yeah, so, come uh, come for the game right. or come for the entertainment after the game. That's right. Which the fireworks show at Progressive Field is pretty damn good. So. They're at home before the All-Star break. I would venture to guess that Brad Peacock might be on this team, uh, might be starting a game this weekend as an opener and just kind of seeing how far this weekend. I would have to imagine he's on the roster after the All-Star break. 100%. The biggest thing, there's no, if you have any, any inkling of competing or or at least staying in the hunt for the wild card, I don't know about the division, but we'll say the wild card. You cannot, cannot continue to have Sam Hench's, uh, and I would even argue like Cal Quantrill, and I mean certainly not Logan Allen pitching in this rotation. J.C. Mejia has shown some flashes, and so has Eli Morgan. And it's unfortunate that you're throwing these guys into this position and forcing them to kind of learn on the fly, but they've done fairly admirably, admirably well. Sure, but some, I mean. The Logan Allen experiment, given that he's only like 23, is he's young, but he's going to have to spend some, like at least another season or two in AAA because whatever's going on. I don't even 
He's lost. I don't even know where to begin with him. I, I honest, I'm at a loss for words with him anymore. But like you he said, just, he's 23. I, I wonder if the confidence is the just one thing like to decimated. his defense. He, I don't. Well, to his defense, he hadn't pitched. I think he might have had like one appearance recently, but there was a while where he just was sitting in Columbus doing nothing, and he was just kind of. I think working on some things on the side and they didn't even have him pitching in games. And then all of a sudden he just gets called back up for the start on Monday. So and that, with that knowledge, I, I kind of give him a free pass, but well, you can only start making so many excuses or making those excuses for so long, but I'm yeah, I mean, I would, you... I would say if he had a better, uh, obviously he's so young, but I would say if he had had a better track record this, this sure. season, I mean, he, he's, no, he's they... been getting lit, lit up. And no, they need to, they need to stash him in Columbus with McKenzie. And then yeah. those guys can just yeah. figure it out. Work it because... out. Reassess next year. And yep. I was, I think I was the one who said Logan Allen might be a dark horse for the Cy Young next year. Um, he I might mean, be. It's, it's not next be a, year, so I guess I'm not technically wrong yet. But that that pre- we, yeah, we're gonna have to find that clip. Yeah, that prediction is not looking great right now. Um, but Steve, I think you're right. This is like totally freeing because at the end of the day, I mean, like, what can you do with injuries? You know, like we we were talking about the Golden State Warriors before the the podcast. Like, if you don't have Clay there, like, what can you do? Yeah. Steph can only do so much. Our team can only do so much. Our offense is cooking. Like, but you can't do anything if, you know, if the Dodgers had, you know, four of their starting pitchers out and they were missing like, you know, two or three of their best bats, they would probably be like eight games behind San Francisco right now. And same with like anytime Tatis went out this year for the Padres, Mm -hmm. like that's one dude. I mean, we see what happens with the Angels. I know their pitching sucks, but Mike Trout is out. I mean, Otani is doing crazy stuff right now, but it's just, you can only do so much when there's injuries and there's, I guess the positive spin is nobody picked this team to even be this good. And I still, I still think if we can just tread water until we start getting some of our starting pitching back, we can, we can possibly compete for that wild card spot, but that's amazing. I mean, it's just like, it sucks because we were doing so well. But it's like it's so impossible to go up against like the best team, the highest team in the AL. Expect anything? I guess the 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 uh, Detroit series is like the bigger bummer because if you if you don't drop those two games to them, you're only talking about a four game, five game losing streak. Maybe something happens different last night, and it's not so so ugly. But mm-hmm. but yeah, man. Like I I was we were all being optimistic when we were giving our like high eighty win totals. Uh, early in the season or before the season Which started. Which is still, and, I would say, a conceivable... It is. They're still on pace for like 85, 80... Yeah, 84, 85 wins. I mean, you're still looking at... With a decimated games roster. Left. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're still looking at 80 games left in the season and two of those months, you will likely have at least Aaron Savali and Zach Plesak back. Uh, because I... And I, I thought it was telling Chris the stat that you had thrown out there in the notes that the uh, team ERA, the starting pitching ERA is what, like a five right now? Yes. Uh, and the breakdown is uh, 350 ERA for the Indians in games started by Bieber, Savali, and Plesak, 
and a 760 ERA Jesus. started by everyone else. If that doesn't tell you just the story of the, the you know, pain that you're suffering right now, if that doesn't tell you like everything you need to know about why the team is struggling, that that's it. I mean, there's no other way to put it because the offense is no longer a liability. It's a legitimate strength of this team. That lineup and, I texted you guys the other night. I mean, we that's were, oh, the beautiful. lineup that we oh, should we pumped for it. be touting out, you know, sending out every night. Let me pull it up. If you can put quickly. Bobby Bradley hit, uh, hitting seventh at this newly reformed Bobby Bradley yeah. hitting seventh, you're living large, baby. Yes. That's that's yeah. really nice. You had, you had Cesar leading off, Ahmed in the two-hole, Jose, Franmil, Eddie, Harold, Bobby Bradley, Roberto Perez, and Oscar Mercado. And Bradley Zimmer on the bench where he belongs. Um, that is a <laughs> phenomenal... I will oh, take truly. that lineup. I will take that lineup against most. It's you know, there's there's some spots that leave a little bit to be desired, but that they, they would just be get on base and I would argue know, that would be out, one we'll pickup. Be yeah, that would be one pickup away from it being like an elite lineup in the American League. Oh, hundred percent, absolutely agree, hundred percent. I want to go go back to one thing that uh, Fab said because you stole the words out of my mouth. Treading water um, for the month of July, getting into August. That is a 110% my mindset this month is let's just tread water, be 500, and get into August where then we will have Plesak back, hopefully have Bieber and Savali back or on the horizon to come back. And then a guy like... Uh, JC Mejia can be our fourth and the aforementioned Brad Peacock might be able to go four or five innings. I, I said it last episode. I'll say it again. I think there is a role for uh, Cal and Sam Hentges on this team, but I believe it's in the pen. Oh yeah. I, I believe yeah, that they I are agree. much better suited to go two innings as a piggyback type of role. So if you can only get Peacock through four as the number five, and those two guys give you two extra innings, and you're, you're you know getting into the sixth, seventh inning with those guys, all of a sudden your pen isn't as exhausted like we have been here the last That's, two two weeks. I, I almost can't even blame the pen for last night's win. No, they've done so much good so far this season that they are allowed to have. You know, a hiccup or two. Well, that's along the thing the is like people people are getting on Francona's case for pitching Class A two days in a row, and it's like because he pitched two. What innings. other option does he have when when like you said the road, the starting go, pitching goes three and a third? You well, know? I mean, like Brian Shaw's going to pitch like, into, is Brian Shaw yeah. going to pitch like 150 innings this year? Like <laughs> it, he it, might. It got, Brian it, it's Shaw would have crazy. no problem with that. But I mean, he'd love yeah, that. He would love that. He'd, he'd be all over it. But it's hard to you know it. You know, yeah, they have like one, they have uh, between them and Tampa, like two of the best bullpens in baseball, but it's really hard to maintain that when you're being asked to pitch almost like five innings a night. That That's, that's really, really difficult. And, you know, it start. you know, the warts of any of those guys start to show a little bit, you know, uh, Nick Whitgren struggled a little bit. Brian Shaw is struggling a little bit. He's probably pitching a little too much, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are just using just- it everywhere. 
I'm which I know he's a workhorse, that- but damn, that's tough. And I was going to say Sandlin's been well pitching well. Sandlin has been a him. revelation in the bullpen. He's been fantastic. Gone to him. Uh, and actually, another guy that we haven't even mentioned, I, I completely forgot about him. Cam Hill is on a rehab assignment. He's in Columbus, yes. Yeah. Don't look at his numbers because they're not phenomenal. Yes. Uh, Do not mention they're actually quite bad. But um, he he's another guy who helped out last year that, you know, can come up and, uh, you know, provide some stability, hopefully, too. So let's just see. You know, I, they're... It's not a great start to July. They're zero and five, but it is what it is. And if they get a weekend series against the Royals, turn it all around, baby. Well, I think Plesac honestly gives you a little bit of a shot in the arm because at the very least you can go in potentially every fifth day and say like, at least I don't. I'm fairly certain he'll get into the fourth or fifth inning. And well, he's going to be on a sixty pitch count. On Thursday, yes. So, and then he's going to go out to Arizona over the break, right? To stretch out, and right. then I think he pitches Saturday after the All Star break, Friday or Saturday. I think he's scheduled to pitch again. So that's encouraging, Savali. I mean, no news on that yet, but I would argue that that one's not as concerning as no news on Bieber, who I thought was supposed to pick up a ball, but ha- I don't know if he has yet. Uh. That's uh, the latest I saw. He had an MRI. Bieber was he had the MRI. Uh, the doctor. This was like a week ago. So the doctor said no baseball activity for two weeks. But he has been doing some strengthening of his shoulder. God, man, whatever. I don't. I mean, he's allowed to do. But Savali has been doing some light, light tossing. Okay, so he's ramping up to to throwing. Okay, so. It's it's like oh it just it's sitting out in front of you. It's like wouldn't you love to see this lineup with with the rotation? I mean, to that that yes. is as close oh to God, putting it yes. all together as like they've been in years. And it's a it's a shame to think like it might be one of those seasons where for like the last month or something, it's super fun and exciting, and they like maybe just miss out, and then you have to just kind of sit there all winter and get ready for next year. But like it may be that kind of thing where it's like. Hey, this is a really fun young team, and if they all pretty much come back next year, which they will, then maybe there's something special brewing here. But that I know that won't help anybody's like sentiment when you're watching this season. You're like, God damn it, <laughs> we should be doing that this year, you know? So I, I, it may end up the I timing know. might be off. The timing might just not make it if they can't, you know, if you keep. Dropping three to two, four to three games against the Astros, blowing eight to five leads against the Rays. I mean, there's, you know, you got to win some of those games. But it is a little frustrating to see a team like Toronto going out and starting to make some moves to shore shore up their bullpen. Um, Yeah. Even if it is the likes of Simber and old favorite um, other guys who. So you picked they're up Corey Dickerson. They're, they're, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're trying. Well, that's, yeah, that, you know, the Indians, they can make a move anytime they want. And it's starting to heat up. So I, I don't think anything would happen before the All-Star break. But maybe in that, if we're like super lucky, maybe in that week right after. Never say never. It could happen. Yeah. And I can make the argument to do it and to not do it. 
I mean, mm-hmm. but we've also talked in previous episodes of how a log jam the 40 man roster is going to be next year. So it's like, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it now and just like stay in contention. And I'm not saying get rid of, you know, like five of your top 10 prospects, do anything crazy, but you can get some like super serviceable starting pitchers by giving up, you know, your 17th, 19th, and like 50th prospect. Sure. There are some there's deals and, to be made. It's just, yeah. Well, and it's going to be guys. Whether or not they're going to. Yeah. Whether they'll, they'll actually pull the trigger. The, that's a fun uh, little, uh, you know, taste of uh, what would be our next episode when we start talking about some, some trade targets. So uh, that episode will be coming out after this one, assuming I don't mess it up and accidentally get another one out there, which I am prone to do. So it, it will be coming. <laughs> It'll be happening. So. This episode will air in like October and they'll be like, what are they talking about? What the hell? August, <laughs> August 15th, our free agent primer episode drops and boy, <laughs> do we have egg on our face. Were we freaking wrong? So, I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, I, I think this team sorely needs the all-star break just as a chance to regroup. Yes. I mean, I would assume, oh my God, yes. like, is Jose Ramirez actually going to play in this all-star I game? I think Jose will. I think Jose will. Um, Bieber will not play. He's actually even come out and Dude, said, Dude, do you like, think they'll, like, uh, I'm they'll super sabotage, happy they'll, to the other AL teams there. will try to sabotage us by forcing him to pitch? <laughs> They might be like, "Hey, man, you got to go warm up the bullpen. You got to pitch and, uh, now. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> We're having you start all nine innings. Hundred eighty pitch it's, count. Um, well, no, it's going to be a situation that um, we can't have the game end in a tie, and they kind of just look up and down the bench and they're like, "Get in there, kid. Yeah, I know, I know you're hurt, but can you <laughs> it's give us meaningless like two innings." <laughs> And the whole thing his shoulders. I'm excited for Otani. I'm ex- so I, I'm just I'm I'm just all in on that. For him Is to he get the start, open? DH. Yeah, he's opening. He, they've already announced that he's the starter. He's DHing and he's in the home run derby. Otani fest, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. That is truly like one of that. That is like the most exciting thing that like ever happened to the All Star game. It's never happened before. You wait. No more exciting than ending in a tie. I mean, that was pretty thrilling, but this is, I would argue, a little bit more exciting than that. Touche. But it's super cool. I mean, I'm glad baseball is actually embracing this and not being like, oh, there's some rule where he can't, you know? So I'm glad that they're marketing this the way that they should be, which is like, hey, this guy's the most exciting player in baseball right now. We're going to have him do everything. Yes. Which is cool. Well, it, I mean, he's technically DHing, but he's also the starting pitcher. So that seems like some kind of like weird circum, circumventing the rules to ha- still have your starting pitcher bat in the National League Stadium. And that's true. If there's one thing I know about Major League Baseball, they are sticklers for rules. <laughs> what if like the NL written, the written NL like protests it, and they <laughs> this game isn't officially in protest. We're not playing. It's like, you guys know this means nothing. I always like when that happens. Like, I remember the first time I, I heard that happening in a game. I'm like, oh, my God, like, what's going to happen? And then for days, I was, like, following the news to see if anything came of it. And I was like, oh, I guess this isn't, like, nothing ever happens when that happens. 
When what happens? When a team protests a game, it's just like no. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think anything's actually ever happened for like fifty or sixty years. Yeah, it's like in a movie when at like a student council meeting when there's like the annoying like do good character who's like I want this on the minutes that I protested. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's cool. put it it's on no the good. record. Yeah, it's like yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. Let the record show. It's like got it. Yep. All right. Record shows. We're going to move forward. And you're going to stay a virgin, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Fabs, is, are you speaking from real life experience? <laughs> Maybe. Or... I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, here's uh, something that. So, uh, some other news. We'll end on this one. Some other news around the uh, league that is of note. Albert Pujols has now hit 6,000 career total bases, fourth player in Major League Baseball history to do that. Total, I, I, I love, I have. I am a big stick, uh, big sucker for players who just stick around forever and just accumulate stats. I love accumulators. I, I really love it. Stat chasers are my favorite. Um, I did see somebody pose the question, of, in all, of all things, a baseball card group that I'm in on Facebook, asking if, he were to play for like three to four more years, would Justin Upton be a borderline Hall of Famer? To which I thought, absolutely not. But it's an interesting theory that if he were to stay healthy for like, because he's like, I want to say like 34 or something like that, 35, that if he were to play for like four more years and were to produce at his levels, he'd have like an outside shot at 500 homers, I guess. Like, what a weird career. Well, he's at 321 now. No, I mean, it's like nearly impossible. There's no freaking way. But, but if he Um, somehow stayed healthy and played for like four more years. Yeah, I guess if he played for like four more years and was getting like 25 homers. And I mean, it'd be hard, but maybe, maybe. It just I mean, seems like last... maybe so, so. Even if he did get there, that is like a guy where I I never in like a million years would have conceived of him being a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he just to doesn't like seem win possible. a World Series or two and be like the World Series MVP. And has he ever he been like four time, he's a four time All Star, a three time Silver Slugger? So he's thirty three. Bad, he great career, no. but. I mean, I guess if he plays so he's 38 and he gets like 20 to 25 homers next and has like they have a, a good postseason run, he's he's influential. Maybe because he'll be like, you know, 20 to 30 away from 500, you know, over 1,100, 1,200 RBIs. I mean, let's even just played- extrapolate his numbers for this year. So he plays somewhere in the 125 to 130 mark, which would be the most games he's played since 2000. Team when he was in 145. I mean, he'd be near 30 home runs. He'd be around, you know, 65 RBI. So four more years of those kinds of numbers, like a 250 batting average. It's it's actually kind of shocking when you look at his numbers to think that he could conceivably conceivably play 20 years in baseball. I mean, even just another hundred home runs. 420 yeah, some home runs. Man. With over a thousand RBI. 
2,000 hits potential. Well, he'd have about 2,000 hits. Yeah, probably. And like 400 doubles, probably. It's an yeah, interesting case. Only, uh, he'd be fringe. Yeah. yeah, it would be very interesting. I think I'm kind of with Babs. If he gets the, if he gets like a ring in another All Star game, yeah, I could, I could, he could make the argument. Yeah, because you're talking 1,200 RBIs puts him around Jim Edmonds, Maglia Ordonez, Bernie Williams, Edgar Martinez, Paul O'Neill, Tino Martinez, Gil Hodges. So some Hall of Famers, some fringe. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. It would it would it would have to depend on what he does in the next like five seasons. He'd have to play at least right. five more years to even have a shot. I I did not realize and do not remember the hoopla around him in 2007 when he made his debut as a 19 year old. Mm-hmm. That is lost on me. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I remember it was a big deal when like him and his brother were both playing. But like, wow. Interesting. What an interesting one. It was a big career. deal when he was on the SI cover with his brother and Kate. I, I do remember that. Yeah. I mean, he, if he, so he's. Did they both play together? If he can get a lot of RBIs, he could pass Derek Jeter on the RBI list. Ooh, yeah. Captain. What, what was that question, Steve? Did he and his brother ever play on the same roster? In Atlanta, I believe. Was it Atlanta? Yeah, yeah they did. So yeah, he's played Arizona, Atlanta, Detroit, like two Diego, seasons, maybe L.A. Hmm. So all right, so that, um, that question is not as crazy as it may have seemed initially. Super unlikely, it's, but I would say like a five percent chance. Saying there's a chance, he goes stat chasing. Exactly. Not that Pujols needed any other like validation for being a Hall of Famer, but I always, I always no. find it. I mean, he's like played so long that he's starting to rack up some like pretty insane company that he is sharing with. So yeah, that's cool. Um, Trevor Bowers put on administrative leave for heinous acts. We'll just not get into much detail there. So uh, we don't have enough time Probably today to get into we that. Just, Let's just, just highlight that and move on. Almost as if spending $40 million plus on a starting pitcher is not the best use of money. Or on any player ever. Yeah. Because you just don't know yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Not that you can equate injury with like, really dark stuff in his personal world, but it's like, you just never know. And so, um, right. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I, I did not like reading those things about him. Uh, it was pretty heinous. So, uh, hopefully baseball does the right thing. We'll see. Um, and then, no, uh, had he offered, I'll say, had he offered a gift basket, would that have done anything differently? Hey, Derek Jeter never did no. anything but treat women with respect. I say no, it's still, he never did anything but treat women with that respect. We're aware, that we're aware of. That we're aware of. No. I. The captain would never do that. We don't know. Mariah Carey's not talking. No. No, no. But we we don't speak ill of Derek Jeter in Didn't this house. Didn't we speculate? Oh. Oh. Well, good thing I'm not in your house because... <laughs> uh, our, our discussion ro- revolving around the gift baskets this weekend was actually quite enjoyable. Fabs, you'll like this. We like to we were trying to speculate what was maybe in these gift baskets, even though I think it's widely out there that we could have looked it up. But we were speculating that it was um, it was a tiered system of gift baskets, quality wise, right? But they sense. all included at least a Derek Jeter jersey, 
and a VHS of his highlights from uh, the various World Series he was in. Like those, oh, absolutely, and like not even DVD. It was all VHS. Like those ones that you would get on yeah. sports. Like you would order off the TV right after yeah. the win. Yeah, right. Yeah, the New York Yankees just won. Yeah, yeah. So he, he had those probably VHS. Had either a a signed picture of like the toss against the the Ray or against Oakland. Or him diving sure. into the stands, like one of those. Oh, that was photos. that's definitely there's there's an eight by eleven of that in there too. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> Do you think there was like maybe like a get like he had like some extra bobbleheads that they had like given away to a game? Yeah, but they're probably like Paul probably... O'Neill bobbleheads. <laughs> they're not even of. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary Sheffield bobbleheads. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, babe, I just. This is what was lying on the stadium. I'm sorry. Like, what, what do you want me to do? You know? He also seems like a dude I'm who's only, like... I can only they, do so much. They all have like a never forget like 9-11 keychain in there. For, and you're just like, why is this in here? Like, where did he get these from? Just was very <laughs> sentimental, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So... <laughs> that's, a, that's a way to take a very dark subject and kind of... At least lighten yeah, the mood a little bit. Guy, lighten sure. the mood a little. Yeah, no, he, he's a respectful guy. I, I, th- I think a guy who's putting together and putting that much time and thought into a gift basket uh, does nothing but treat women with with respect. So Absolutely. you know, whatever you feel about Derek Jeter uh, personally, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stand up for the man and his. Uh, and you know what? His his probably not him specifically, but they did go out and hire the first uh, female general manager, which. That is true. I think and it speaks to his character, too. It certainly does. It certainly does. And uh, we'll talk in our, again as a nice segue into our next episode. Uh, maybe we'll be wheeling and dealing with the Marlins. We'll see. Exactly. Um, last thing I want to throw out there before we close with the Know Your Prospect is, because um, I don't think we've talked about this yet. What did you guys think of the Giants City <laughs> Connectors? <laughs> oh, my God. Because There's, I uh, actually love wow. them. You I love do? them. I oh like them God. a lot. Yes. Is I there do. a city connectors you don't love though? Well, no. So no. But I don't know, man. There's something about these city connects that are just like I'm loving it. I'm loving You're the, connecting with the weirdness. I'm liking Nike just like going to town on these things. I love. I love specifically about the Giants one, like the the fog aspect, like it all everything kind of like rising out of the yeah. out of the clouds. I don't know, man. I'm into it. So. So what's not to like? Before seeing the description of that, I thought there was something wrong with my phone. Mm. And then I then I saw that it was like supposed to be emulating the fog of the of the Golden Gate sure. Bridge, and I was like, oh okay, I get it. I liked the direction that they were trying to take it in. I just think it could have been executed. I get that executed. I think it could have just been executed. <laughs> I, I understand. I like that. the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> part. But I think they're like some of the worst jerseys I've seen in a long, a long time. <laughs> they're so they're so, they're so the Giants have such a great like classic look, and their colors are so good. It's just like they're they're not they're nonsense jerseys. They are like Walmart didn't have the rights to like sell San Francisco Giants, so it just says oh. San Francisco on it, and then like this is a jersey, right? With a giant G as well, yeah. yeah. Um, not, I mean, not to bash them because too much. Because I will say this: spend an afternoon in the summer at some like 
youth league, and you will see some very heinous jerseys out there these days. Um, I, I think some of the youth jerseys have actually started getting better, but there are still some very bad ones where, like, Guy Fieri, like, created it. Oh, yeah, Just, Flavor like, Town. Flame, Flavor Town jerseys. Like, flame jerseys. Um, <laughs> Those would be little, sweet. Like, Flavor Town City 12, jerseys. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> City of Columbus, if you're listening. When's Flavortown getting a team? That's what I want to know. Oh, it'd be great. Actually, that would be a sweet promo for the Clippers to. It to would be fun. If they it would be fun it. to design a completely like like if you were to design uh, so that would be fun for us to do would be if we were to pretend Flavortown was like a city big enough to have four sports teams and we and did we're, we're, jersey we're designs the mascots for mascots in their jerseys. Yeah, we designed like their entire like look for all four of their their teams, like the Flavor Town whatevers. <laughs> well, could the Flavor Town basketball team just be like a straight ripoff of the Heat? I mean, I feel like that would be. Yeah, the Flavor Town Flames. Yeah, cool. with, with more Flavor Town Flames, with more you know obvious yeah. flair. To well, it. It, yeah, it would be. Oh, it, I mean, yeah, it'd be kicked up a notch. Um, it would oh, actually be really fun to have like the fake Oakleys, like. But just like, <laughs> or like that. Like, like, that's have, like that's what the hat. It'd no, be the, like one of those. It'd be like uh, the like Ellison Storm, where they have the eyes, mm-hmm. but it would just be like Oakleys. The like, City Connect like hat sitting on the top. That would, the City Connect hat would be the Oakleys, but then also like the the uh, tipped the like frosted tipped hair like yes. coming out of yes. like the top of the hat. Yeah, dude. Oh, you know so what I mean? Like what would be a lot of fun would be if we, uh, as part of the podcast, we designed jerseys for like fake cities for like if like gotham city had a baseball team if flavor town was real and had a baseball team and we put together like divisions and stuff of all like fictional cities I and created that. like a, i'm, a fake I'm selling some off-season podcast yeah uh, i'm getting ideas i'm getting hot and bothered about this idea i like this a lot yeah because you can create um, a fake history about it and like you know the big like to bring it back to 9-11 bring it all back <laughs> The big, I, the you're getting big geared up because it's the 20th anniversary. That's what's I am, happening. I'm getting here. emotional. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm fearful that we're on the cusp of like some conspiracy theories no, coming out. You, no, you're normally I'm, pretty okay. excited about 9/11, but I've never seen you quite like this. Yeah, <laughs> God. No, the big like emotional moment in like this fictional world was the bombing at like the Gotham football game. Oh, <laughs> that would have been like the big, like yeah, the big, you know, memorable, like, sure. where in the immemorial moment. Right? I, I was going to say, and in my mind, maybe it's because of that football game, but in my mind, Gotham has a very like pirates vibe to it as well. Oh, oh totally, certainly, yeah, totally, like certainly, Pittsburgh. like yeah. Oh, hundred. It's, it's got to be that whole connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, I mean, at some point they may have mentioned like a Gotham City baseball team. I'm sure they have in the comics, so we'd have to see what what they're what they've named it, and then like redesign it ourselves. But that's pretty cool. I'd be very into that. So uh, either in the off season or if the Indians completely tank uh, the rest of the uh, month. Yeah, this could be an in August, August project. <laughs> our, our August fifteenth episode is going to be a fictional baseball league. Yeah, so stay tuned. <laughs> Sooner than later. We'll see. Um, all right, uh, Chris, you want to do... Uh, well, before you do your Know Your Prospect, I, I did want to call out the one quick update on a previous prospect, Oscar Gonzalez, uh, who's a previous Know Your Prospect, recently just got the call up to AAA Columbus. Um, yep. And in 49 games in Akron, he posted a 330, 
367-601 slash line with 13 homers and 41 RBI, good for third in all of double A. So uh apparently he's like really reworked his swing and really started to like utilize his uh raw power a lot more. So mm-hmm. it will be very interesting to see he's only 23 and may or may not and factor in his plans sooner than later. I actually no. did just hear a podcast liking him. Uh I don't believe they said the name, but they thought that maybe these that the power wouldn't tra- would not translate to the bigs, but that the average and the approach should. Um, so in my mind, I kind of went, ooh, could we have another Harold Reynolds on our hands? And that oh. got me excited. Yeah. I'd love to have a few of those because, on my hands. Um I I've I'm I'll I'll put it out there. I have been big fans of uh the likes of Avisil Garcia, uh Milky Cabrera, oh, yeah. Yep. and now Harold Reynolds. Guys who might not necessarily have uh, much pop in their game, you know, enough to where it's, you know, respectable part, but uh, they're not going to go hit you 30 homers. They might hit you 18 to 20, maybe, um, but they're going to hit around 300. So, uh, well, we're going to, in an upcoming episode, look back at some of these prospects and kind of uh give you an update so that is a little taste of what is to come down the road but this week's prospect is also another outfielder who not too um long ago got promoted to columbus as well from akron in trenton brooks he was a 2016 17th round pick and also an outfielder. He's got 19 extra base hits on the season, uh, 35 RBI, hitting just under 270 with an on base of uh, 385 and slugging of over 500. He is a little bit on the older side. He's 26 years old, so it's kind of make or break time. Uh, but the other interesting thing about him is he is eligible for the Rule 5 draft this coming offseason. So it would be conceivable that he may never crack the Indians' 40-man roster, but he would conceivably conceivably be a piece that we could toss into any deal Yeah, this, this deadline so we don't just lose him from nothing and a... Rebuilding team, like maybe one that's in Western Pennsylvania might be interested in acquiring a a guy like Brooks because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's still young. He's got some potential. I'd argue there's also at the same time, there's another, there's a team out there that I'd be interested uh, in the Midwest in the state of Illinois that I would, wouldn't mind trying to throw the farm at for a potential pitcher, uh, which I believe will be a nice, a, a nice secret, uh, you know, mysterious segue into the next episode again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that that team is not in our division either. It is not. Uh, that so is a good guess. Maybe one team that we, you know, have some history, recent history with, but and possibly it would be very painful to bring this this particular pitcher to this team. Yeah, yeah. But now that this 
uh, <laughs> it's the Cubs. Okay, so now that this team's <laughs> now that this team's free falling and falling off of a cliff, I've started to investigate their their numerous trade pieces, and I was very intrigued by one of them, uh, a man named Kyle Hendricks. So we oh, will give it away. Yeah, well, whatever. Let's just listen to the next episode, okay? There's more that we'll yeah. talk about. Here so. are sexy, sexy takes in the next episode. And Fabs will just go on and on about 9-11 again, so I don't know. 35-minute we'll 9-11 hot take. <laughs> Can jet fuel burn steel? We'll figure that out. We're going to we're gonna just all sit down and do a live stream of us watching Loose Change. <laughs> so get, get ready for that. Okay, most excellent. So... That wraps up this episode of the California Penal League Podcast. Follow us on social at Cal Penal Pod and uh, stay strong. Hopefully the Indians, uh, like we said, continue to tread water. And we're not talking about, you know, a 15-game losing streak when we talk again. So uh, Godspeed, everybody. Never forget, 